Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to the Men of Valor program. Today we uh, have a very special guest, uh, to me for obvious reasons, my wife Debbie. And uh, we've been kind of hinting at this, but uh, the last two shows we did about were about uh, how a husband can rebuild trust. And uh, so now today we're going to move on to some of the things the uh, uh, a wife can be thinking about for herself. And uh, so Debbie's here with us today. So yeah, welcome. Thanks for inviting welcome, me. Welcome, Debbie. Yeah, Thank we're you good. very much. I always like being with you men, talking about various things. Well, we've been getting emails uh, and eagerly anticipating your uh, appearance, so we're happy to have you with us today. Yeah, and uh, just so the listeners know, this is going to be a two-part show, as far as we know. Of course, you know, we're always uh, a little bit spontaneous. It may be but we don't get through everything in two. Maybe we'll need three. Who knows? But... Today we're going to talk about uh, kind of part one of this, and then next week, uh, part two, as we understand it. And a special hello to all of those who are gathered together tonight or today or whenever it is to listen to this together. I think that's a great idea, by the way. All right. Uh, Today we're going to talk about uh, what you can do to learn to trust yourself, right? Yes. Well, you know, I I guess my understanding is you all talked your last session about what what some of the men can do to start rebuilding trust with their wives. That is right. And, of course, as wives, we know these things are really, really important because when our trust has been broken, um, it's really important to see someone who's working on rebuilding that. Um, But what I'm also knowing um, through the years of my own work and working with so many women is that our our trust that we're going to develop now, hopefully in our recovery program is going to look different than what it was a long time ago, which was more of an implicit kind of trust. I think most of us agree that when we fell in love with all of you spouses, um, we just trusted you, and we didn't even think too much about it. It's kind of a blind trust. It was a blind trust, for sure, and um, I think it's what we knew to do back then, maybe when we first met, and this time we're going to learn how to trust differently, and so you have talked through how um, a husband can work on his part of that, but what I also know is there's a really important part for her to work on in terms of what I call trusting herself. So that's what we're going to focus on today, and I would also like to come back at some point and do another session with you to talk about what it means to trust God in this process, too, because that, of course, is the ultimate um, way we're going to learn how to trust, so very, very important. Yeah, that's right. So... uh... Well, you just want to get right into it, because I know there are eight points. We did 14 points of what the husband can do. Uh, That took two shows. And now we're going to get on to this part, which is, I think, eight different points. Sure. Well, I have created eight points. I'm sure if we sat down and thought about it, there could be many more than this. But Mm -hmm. these are certainly some that have come to my mind. And, yeah, maybe we'll start at what I know is pretty true when I meet with wives and we begin to talk about the story of discovery mm-hmm. of when trust was broken, that for most of them, they have had um, intuitive thoughts, they've had red flags come up in life about something, they've had gut feelings about behaviors or things that they were told. And 
for most of us, um, we tended to ignore those or we talked ourselves out of them somehow or mm -hmm. another. And I think one of the things that um, I'm encouraging women to think about as they learn to trust themselves is that these intuitions or red flags or gut feelings, whatever we want to call them, I've come to really believe are, are of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the, these are not just some random things that pass by, but I, I really think it is how God is speaking to us from within. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that we will grow in trusting ourselves mm -hmm. is trusting that soft whisper that comes inside of us sometimes and and wants to tell us something about our world that's not matching up for us. So what I know in order to to develop this uh, ability to listen is it often takes slowing down in our life. Mm -hmm. And this is what I think gets really tough for most of us because we're all moving through life at such a rapid speed. We've got lots of things mm -hmm. to do. Our life is full of responsibilities, work, children, whatever. Um, and so maybe the pain of um, this betrayal is going to serve us in some good ways, one of which is pain generally slows us down. Mm -hmm. And if we can use the slowing down as a way to try to connect more so with these soft whispers inside of us, I think that's one of the first great steps mm -hmm. to starting to trust ourselves. Okay, so slowing down uh, practically... What might that look like? Well, I think for many women, it's about eliminating some of the things that they're spending time at. Mm -hmm. um, I can remember for myself, meals got much simpler. Mm -hmm. um, I guess we ordered out, ordered in, <laughs> ate out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we joke about how waffles and whatever peanut butter and yeah. waffles and peanut butter syrup and bananas. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not yeah, saying but we do that for all Thanksgiving the time. dinner. I think it's a little much. But. <laughs> You're right. But learning how to do things simpler, not caring so much about all the hours perhaps in cleaning a house or deciding to uh, cut back on work hours for a time, taking a leave of absence perhaps. Mm -hmm. um, I know for me it's just building in sometimes to be quiet mm -hmm. and to be reflective, which are not my general pace. And I find that's mm -hmm. true for most of us women. We move at a pretty rapid pace. Yeah, I remember at one point our mutual therapist kind of forced you to take a weekend uh that's right. And, you know, um, we were almost 15 years into marriage. I, I had mm -hmm. never taken any kind of day or two by myself away just for me. Right. Um, that was the beginning of experiencing what it meant to slow down mm -hmm. and, and not be consumed with all of life's responsibilities. Yeah. Well, I think it's a, it's a hard one because I think a lot of us are, whether we're workaholics or not, we like to be busy and... Uh, so this this has to be very intentional, mm -hmm. right? Well, I think it's it's in some mm -hmm. ways kind of supernatural. Mm -hmm. um, you know, generally when we're in pain, um, our tendency is going to want to be to speed up and figure out mm -hmm. problems and solutions. And if anything, we probably work faster, we work harder. Mm -hmm. um, so to talk about building trust in ourselves that may come from actually slowing down mm -hmm. and being a listener of what God wants to say to us mm -hmm. Um, is is very supernatural. Yeah, and um, perhaps unfamiliar, at least historically. Right. So number one is, you know, I need to learn to slow down and listen mm -hmm. to the Holy Spirit. Number two, you might as well say it. I could say it, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah number two on my list was just um, acknowledging my own feelings and learning what they're telling me about needs, uh, thoughts I have, desires, and decisions I'm going to make. Mm -hmm. 
I think for for many of us, um, we haven't thought a whole lot about really paying attention to what I'm feeling. And and by that, I mean being able to name feelings with mm. feeling words other than good and fine. Yeah. I know we joke about that around here at our center, but we start all of our sessions with getting people to practice what they're feeling and being able to use emotional words mm -hmm. to describe feelings. And I suppose some would say, well, why do you spend so much time doing that? Mm -hmm. um, but I, I really believe that our feelings are great messengers to us about mm -hmm. things we are needing right. and decisions perhaps we're needing to make. And so if we can listen to our feelings again, sometimes that takes the slowing down process to really pay attention to what we're feeling um, what I know is true is that it will lead us to eventually figure out what we need. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, um, this morning I was working with someone and um, she had a great need because her husband had just slipped. Mm -hmm. um, for, for him, as she took some time to think about it, um, for him to work on the why that mm -hmm. happened for him. And she didn't particularly want to just put out there some kind of punishment for him or uh, make him leave the house. But as she slowed down and really thought about it, and we talked through several scenarios, what she began to connect to was that she really needed, out of her fear that this could happen again, um, more of a deeper exploration on his part to figure out what had caused this, right. this slip. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a great example of, again, she paid attention to her feelings um, her feelings were fear, her feelings were anger and frustration, and they led her to a need she had of needing more information of understanding right. from him. Mm -hmm. right. So number three, if it's okay yeah, to keep on good. going. Yeah, let's, let's do a third um, one before we take our okay. break. Um, another thing that I think is very important in terms of trusting ourselves is uh, knowing about the truth of who I am based on how God defines me. You know, that I, I know without a doubt that I am a worthy human being, that I have value. Um, I think one of the things that happens for many of us is that we allow others to define us and our worthiness, especially our spouses. Mm -hmm. And I think what one of the things that gets so shattered um, for most wives is when there's discovery of infidelity in the relationship, uh, we also begin to just slide right off of maybe maybe what was true for us, or maybe we've always struggled with that truth to mm -hmm. believe things like, I'll never be enough, or mm -hmm. I'm not enough, or if I were worthy enough, this would never have happened. Right. And so I believe in trusting ourselves. We, we need to do a great amount of work to get back to a foundation of what is really true in God's eyes about who we are. Mm -hmm. I find in working with women every once in a while, I do a, a little survey in my therapy groups, and I, I ask, you know, um, how many of you are still struggling with the truth about who you are and trusting that you're a valuable and worthy human being? Mm -hmm. and, and sadly, it's a 100% response every time I ask that question. Mm -hmm. And I know um, that for most of us, it's a work in progress. And so I think as we begin to trust ourselves um, our behaviors will come and they'll flow from some basic beliefs we have about ourselves. So if we're not grounded in that truth, um, it sets us up for all kinds of coping and needing to trust other things other than this truth. Sure. Okay. okay. 
Well, that's, that's great, Deb. We appreciate that. Th these are really uh, rare and treasured uh, pearls of wisdom, uh, having both you and Mark on the show today. I know that our listeners are enjoying how little I'm talking today. So um, <laughs> at this point, let's take our break. And when we come back, we're going to continue with this uh, impactful list here. You are listening to Mark and Debbie Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. Do you struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops, led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at FaithfulAndTrue.com to learn more. That's FaithfulAndTrue.com. Time now for the Trigger of the Week. Trigger of the Week, uh, we thought given the fact that Debbie's on the show... We should allow her to kind of come up with something that would be meaningful to the wives, and I think you did at lunch. So you want to just – it's your show today, so what's the trigger um, of the week? <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't prepared for that. But um, no. the trigger I'm finding for many wives is that as they long for their husbands to be truthful to them, mm -hmm. and so I know one of, the, one of the components of sobriety is no longer lying, mm -hmm. that um, women really appreciate it when they see their husbands stepping up and and owning something and being truthful about something they've done or a place they've been or whatever. But in the same way, I think the trigger becomes when the truth is supposedly being told and it's still not the whole truth. Mm -hmm. So there might be some small element that ends up coming up about what they've shared that is still, in fact, a hidden piece of the whole truth. So what what we're working towards is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And that gets really hard to work on, I know, when it's something that's been a coping mechanism for someone in their whole life. Um, but that's a trigger that becomes really big for women. Yeah, you had an example of it this morning. I don't know if you feel like you could get into that, but uh, well, maybe I think it was a good one. Well, maybe for the sake of getting to our list, maybe we Oh, look, at she even on. ties the trigger back <laughs> into the show. Okay, all right. Well, it was an example of a husband who told a partial truth. He mm -hmm. confessed to something that he had uh, done, and then he left out a kind of an important detail. All right, mm -hmm. uh, back to the show. Uh, uh, number four. Number four, in terms of trusting ourselves, I think, is being able to assess where I am with my own fears and anxieties. Um, what's true, I think, for, for some women is this has been an issue for them 
for a long, long time, mm -hmm. way before even being married or knowing about discovery of sex addiction in their marriage. Mm -hmm. um, hoping to depend on someone else being healthy enough or sober enough so that my fears and anxieties will totally go away, I find is, is not realistic. And also, again, um, allows our fears and anxieties to be controlled by someone else's behaviors. So I always say that it's really important to assess for that and to figure out what I need to do to take care of myself, to manage my anxieties. I had a wife I was talking to out of state last week, and I know she was sharing a story with me that her husband had learned how to speak in certain ways and not respond to her in certain ways so her anxiety would not get ramped up. And she really appreciated that. And while I said that was very nice of him to be working on that and being a safe communicator is going to be important for both of us, mm. I had hoped that she would also be able to learn ways to manage her own anxiety so that she wasn't always dependent on him having to say things just in the right way so she wouldn't get ramped up. For some women, that means on the front end getting some help mm. with medication even, um, it might be some naturopathic ways of learning biofeedback or um, yoga even or exercises, breathing exercises. It may be also knowing what to do with anxiety, how to reach out with calls, journal, pray, take reflective time. Spiritual I, meditation. Spiritual mm -hmm. meditations, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, but whatever it is, there are numerous ways that we can work on how our anxiety revs inside of us and, again, what needs we may have to eliminate some of that or manage it for ourselves when it seems like it's getting out of control. Well, it's really a marriage issue too because uh, when I'm working with the men, uh, if you know they're trying to manage their wives' anxieties, that really puts them in firmly in the camp of being a codependent. Mm -hmm. And uh, don't get me wrong, uh, you know I want the husband serving the wife, but not doing things simply for the motivation of uh, trying to manage her anxiety. And when you think about it, if that's what he's trying to do, he also can't be fully honest right. with her. Right. And interestingly enough, that's what she's longing for. Right. So we sabotage the very thing we want when we want a partner to be honest if, mm. in fact, we're also expecting them to manage our emotions for us. We can't have both. So it's a collaborative effort. And I think both mm -hmm. of us, uh, husband and wife, needs to be working on um, anxiety, really. So... Mm -hmm. um, we find that to be true, don't we? Yeah. More so than so many things that we we have that in common. In some ways, we right. all deal with anxiety, some of us much greater than others. Yeah. And for many of us, that goes way back before even we met each other. So right. um, figuring out how we do that so we're not expecting, again, um, trusting that someone else will live their life in such a way that I don't have to feel anxious is uh, not a way of building trust for yourself. It's, yeah, and it's not uh, realistic. So, right. Well, any of these points we could talk about a long time. Uh, but I think for the purposes of today's show, uh, let's move on to number five. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think one of the big ways we build trust for ourselves is um, working on and committing to be a whole person. Mm -hmm. Just ourselves, in and of ourselves, knowing we could be a standalone person and be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, when we when we live life from that place and we really take a, a look at what our fears are about being alone, and, and they can be so many different things for wives, um, when we work on that list of fears or we have an opportunity to be alone for a time 
and know that we actually will be okay. It may not be how we would choose to live the rest of our life, but we know from that place that we can trust that life can be okay if we're alone. Then it allows us to make decisions about our relationship from a healthier place, not a need-based place, not a desperate place, but a, a choosing place. It can be one of, I choose to be with you. I don't have to be with you. And that's a great place for a woman to be able to live. Right. It's like I, I don't need you, but I mm -hmm. do want to be with you. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not sure if we should bring this up now, but I guess I will since I started it. You know? <laughs> we run into that all the time. One of us says something, go, well, we're going I in this direction. Going. Here we go. Well, I know for many of our couples, there is a period of redemptive separation that happens in mm -hmm. terms of their healing journey. And I think one of the great things that can come out of redemptive separation is this truth and trust in oneself that, you know, while I never thought I could be okay alone, after a period of time of being alone in redemptive separation, we can land more in that truth of, yes, I, it was hard, and I know now that I can be okay. I can be alone and okay, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That, I would say, by the way, is one of the hardest things, um, spiritually mm -hmm. um, and emotionally, to get to. Mm -hmm. All right, number six. Well, I think one of the ways we, we build trust in ourselves is knowing that we don't have to do it alone. Right and that we have the ability to build community, safe community, where we can identify our needs, we can ask for help, um, so that we're, we're dependent not just on our husband for everything in our life, which I think often happens in our relationships. We get overly dependent on each other mm -hmm. such that we, can't, we don't have options, it seems, if our husband can't be there for us or can't help us with something or can't serve us with a desire of our heart, then we just feel stuck. But trusting ourselves, I think, is growing that community of where else can we get legitimate needs and desires met in healthy ways. Right. And that takes practice, too, because for most of us, we haven't worked on that very much. Well, we're huge uh, believers in community here, and we mm -hmm. understand sometimes that there's frustration out there in trying to find that safe community. But mm -hmm. uh, we also know that... Uh, God has a plan, and if you're open to sharing your own story, I think you're always going to build a community. All right, number, number seven. seven. Number seven is about actually um, building trust in yourself by knowing you are a trustworthy person. This is kind of a different concept maybe when we've been betrayed and we, we get all focused on the other person having to build trust. But I work a lot with women on whether they're being a trustworthy person because trust does go both ways. Mm -hmm. And by that, um, we work on specific things, which I like to call walking the high road, um, no matter what the circumstances. And I, I often believe that there's no greater time to practice walking the high road than when we're in a lot of pain. Um, you know, most of us can walk the high road when life's just moving along and mm -hmm. nothing tragic is happening or crisis-oriented. But what do we do when we're in a lot of pain and life hasn't been fair or some of mm. those places? Um, can we make decisions to be a trustworthy person and to walk the high road, to do what we say we're going to do, to make the right choice even though it's a hard one? Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I'm helping women do all the time so that they can trust themselves about being the person God calls them to be no matter what the situation is. I think... Uh with so many of these points, I think there's a, a related point with the husbands in terms of uh, 
In other words, they need to learn to trust themselves. I mean, all of these points that apply to the wives, I think, also apply to the husbands. Oh, I would say so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. All right. Well, we get to our last point for today mm -hmm. anyway, which is number eight. I, by the way, I wish this was seven oh, or twelve. Mm. Eight is kind of the Buddhist thing, but <laughs> well, our Christian friends will trust us about <laughs> this. I'd like to come up with a <laughs> with another one. Nothing's coming to me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll go with eight for we'll today. Eight. We're going to go with eight. I mean, there's no significance in the number I came up with here. <laughs> yeah, we're not big believers in numerology either. So okay. Okay. Well, the last one that I put here was. Um, in trusting ourselves, I think we owe it to ourselves to examine what it has been like to um, be a trustworthy, uh, to be a person who can trust others. Right. Mm -hmm. And for many women, um, what is true is history, family of origin, or in schools and churches or whatever, their trust has been broken already many times right. by significant people in their life. Right. And what I've come to know is that if, if we don't do some of that old exploration in looking at how that happened and in working through the pain of that, I believe we'll carry um, those memories with us, we'll carry the PTSD that comes with that with us, we'll carry the messages about ourselves with us, mm -hmm. and it will make it a lot more difficult to trust today. Mm-hmm. So um, I have a quick story I would share if we have time. Yeah, we do. We'll use this okay. as the summary for the show. This is okay. the part of the show where I usually turn to Mark and say, give us a ray of hope okay. uh, based on today's show. Yeah. Well, I was working with a woman um, who was from South America, and she was sharing with me that in their culture, it was not uncommon at all for women to be sexually abused by brothers, fathers, grandfathers, pastors. And in fact, she shared with me in her story, she had four brothers, and she had been sexually abused by all of them as well as her father. So when we began talking about trusting her husband now, who was in a program of recovery, she turned to me, and it was like she had this big aha for herself, and she said, you know, I've been abused by every significant man in my life, and my belief today is no man is trustworthy. So I can see that my husband hardly has um, any chance at all mm -hmm. to earn my trust unless I go after figuring this out for myself. And I said, you know, that's a beautiful awareness on your part, and, and I think it's absolutely true that, of course, you wouldn't. Of course, you would have difficulty trusting. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's go after some of that old pain and see if we can reframe some of what's happening today in your life so that maybe with your husband working on his trustworthiness, you might be able to change the direction that's happened in your life. I think that's very profound that there's no men in her life historically that have been trustworthy, but maybe the first one will be her husband. Yeah. Well, it would be wonderful to see yeah, that that exactly could be the right. case. Yeah. Well, I, what a joy to have you on the show today, Debbie, and I know mm -hmm. our listeners are going to benefit from it uh, as well. You have been listening to Dr. Mark Laser and Debbie Laser, our special guest today. We thank you very much, Debbie, and uh, look forward to Debbie joining us again very soon as we do have like a part two. That would be very powerful to add to this series. Uh, until we join you next week, we hope that you have a week that's filled with many blessings and great vision. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at FaithfulandTrue.com. That's FaithfulandTrue.com.